Through the years on the show, we've shared the stories of many different adaptive athletes and their experiences in pursuing their passions. And I got curious, how has that changed and evolved over the last two decades? And to answer that question, and also because he's one of my favorite people, I called climber Craig DiMartino, a leader not just in the adaptive sports community, but the greater outdoor community. After surviving a 100-foot groundfall while climbing in Rocky Mountain National Park, Craig made the difficult choice to amputate his leg after multiple attempts to repair his bones left him in debilitating and life-changing pain. He would go on to lead the first all-adaptive ascent of El Cap, compete in the early paraclimbing World Cups, and help mentor dozens and dozens of adaptive athletes through various organizations. Today, he lives and climbs in Puerto Rico, where he works with the veteran community there. I'm Fitz Cajal, and you're listening to a preview of Dirtbag Diaries Plus. I feel like I just want to start with the fact that when we've talked or you've texted recently, it's like, I feel like you're trolling me from Puerto Rico. Just being like, <laughs> look how good my life is. That's um, not true. <laughs> where, uh, where, where are, where are you and what are you doing in Puerto Rico? I'm, I'm you're like, why curious. are you there? Um, so we are in, I'm in Dorado, Puerto Rico, uh, which is kind of on the North shore of the Island. And Cindy and I, uh, we started coming down here like four and a half years ago to teach veterans with disabilities how to rock climb, um, through a VA grant that this nonprofit that we work with, um, does every year. So I work with veterans all over the country and civilians all over the country who have some kind of physical disability and, you know, get them use climbing as a, the vehicle to get them outside and get them into natural spaces. And Puerto Rico was this kind of return trip. We kept doing like two or three times a year and we were just really digging it. And, um, we kind of got to this point where we were like last February, we went home and it was three degrees. We left here, it was 85 degrees. And we went there and it was, uh, three degrees. And we were just like, I was like, you know, I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm ready <laughs> to be warm all the time now. And, uh, and the climbing here is insane. There's a, there is so much climbing on the Island, um, that's developed and undeveloped. So we've been also bolting routes, uh, developing areas and just, you know, staying, uh, in palm trees as long yeah. as we can. Obviously in the outdoors, mentorship is a huge thing. You know, like it's like a good yeah. idea. If you're doing something that's that's potentially risky or life-threatening, it's a good idea to have a mentor. Goes out Absolutely. there. But like particularly when it comes to this, like how important is mentorship inside of, of the adaptive adventure community? I think it's it's huge because what what you have to remember and what I try to drum home with these individuals that I work with now is that when we're in the medical community the, the thing that they're told and the, and the thing they tell us is, okay, this is what you will not do anymore. So here's what you can do. And that's, that's a pretty short list, but here's what you can't do. And that's a much bigger list. You need that person to step in like myself or someone else who has gone through the machine and come out on a positive side of it and says, 
this is okay. Like, I understand you're in a wheelchair. I understand you've lost your leg or your arm, whatever. We can still go rock climbing and, and here's how we can do it. And we can do it safely. And I can, I can show you ways to do this and that you can do this to rest of your life if you want to. And I started adopting this idea that when I teach people now, as I, I tell them, look, I'm not, I'm here to make you a rock climber. The adaptive piece will fill in on its own. We'll figure that out. But like, I just want you to be a climber. Like I want you to feel comfortable walking into a gym and climbing. I want you to walk up to a crag. I want you to feel good about being part of our community because that's what has drawn me in. That's what, you know, that, like you and we've done it our whole life. And so it's like, I want them to get that. And so that mentorship, it becomes even more than like mentorship because it becomes like, um, this is the path you can follow. You don't have to listen to what you've been told. I can give you this alternate path, this alternate reality, or, or what can be your new narrative. And, and it can be really cool. It can be this amazing quality of life. So that, that mentorship, I think, is even more powerful now in the adaptive community. How, how do we get closer to that moment of recognizing, hey, I may not have control over everything. And there may be some things that are completely bad in my life that that are there, but I can I can do this one thing. How do you see that? How do you get to that stage where you can see where that little tiny ray of light is shining and be like, I'm going in that direction and I'm taking control over this decision. And then maybe that will allow me to take control over the next decision. How do you get there? That's really interesting because what I, when I'm teaching, when I talk to the veterans and, and the civilians that I work with, I, I always tell them, okay, when you're climbing, right? So everything I have to equate to a climbing issue because that's what I know. I tell them, look, when you're climbing, if you look at the whole route, you're, it's overwhelming. It's just like, holy shit, there's stuff everywhere. Like, what am I doing? But you have a three foot window that you can influence. And so I want you to focus on that three foot window. And so deal with what's in that window because that's what you can you can have some influence over. Once you're above that three foot window, don't worry about what's below it. That's that's done. It's in the past. That three foot window, I think transfers into your regular life too. It's like, what can you look at just right now and just, you know, a couple hours down the road, a day, whatever that you have some influence on. And that's what mm -hmm. you focus on. The other stuff, do you lose your mind? If you like, yeah. it's so easy to get overwhelmed. And I feel, I feel it with people all the time. They're just like, Oh my God, it's this. And it's like, yeah, I, I get it, but you have no influence there. Like none, like you, you're not going to change that. So let's focus on what you can change. And then that's it. Don't look at the whole picture. It's like, just focus on that three foot window inf influence you have in that three foot window. It's usually like two or three moves that they're doing. So it's like, one, two, three. Okay. Now I have to reset, do it again. And it's that constant resetting that kind of keeps you calm, keeps your breathing, getting out of control. It keeps you relaxed, keeps you flowing and it gets you to the top of the route. To hear the full episode, subscribe to Diaries Plus. With a subscription, you'll gain access to other exclusive episodes, ad-free content, and more Type 2 fun. Plus, you get to support the future of the show. There's a link in the show notes, or you can head to dirtbagdiaries.com backslash plus to subscribe. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>